Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Hello, Muff. James? Good to see you, sir. Glad you bring energy. Well, it's 2022, man, has been off to a rough start. We're on day whatever, and I'm just hoping we've kept all of the celebrities that we can alive. They took Meatloaf. They took Louie Anderson Muff. They got Betty. How much more we got left? This is the first month, Muff. Didn't Betty happen in 2021? That was the kickoff, though. You know what I mean? Like, that was the warning shot fired by 2022. Because I'm glad... Glad we're a current events podcast. This is I'm sports stuff saying, like, with Jim and Muff. They got John Madden. There we go. You can bring it to the sports realm there. I'm just nervous. All right. The NFL. Well, the good news is we are not in the platform to be concerned as celebrities. But we're here for the humans. We love our friends. All right. This past weekend, the NFL divisional round of playoffs is pretty much all about wrapped up. Got one game ongoing as we record here. Uh, the underdog away teams take the cake. Yeah. And really shows that all three phases of the game are needed, important to be successful. Who day? Oh, Jim has got to team number three on his list in order to, right. to be relevant in the playoffs. That's always no matter, Muff. No matter. Win's a win. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about what's going on in head coach of GM vacancies in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Sure. Robots are taking over in baseball. I saw you that. Yeah. Better watch your backs. It's it's coming. It's coming and it's coming. Nate, better watch out. You may be irrelevant in baseball. If you're following Twitter, if you're following Twitter and Instagram, Sam's trying to make him irrelevant. Says that the Nate doesn't even keep her warm in this cold weather. It is what it is. He doesn't. It's not fair. That's cold-blooded, Sam. Isn't it? He keeps his house so cold and then refuses to keep me warm. Now, you're not one of those don't-touch-the-thermostat guys, are you? Yes, he is. When have I ever touched the thermostat? I see your face, Nate. Don't be one of those guys. You're too young for that yet. Grayson Allen finds his way back into relevancy over the past week with a controversial foul in the NBA. More to come on that in quick thoughts. And... The Winter Olympics will be upon us in less than two weeks. You wanted to do the impression, didn't you? And it's always exciting it. when in Jamaica we have a bobsled team. There we go. There we go. My man, I'm pumped for it. Follow that story. So let's get into the show. It is time for the recap of the NFL Divisional Round. Or as Jim called it last week, the Big D. The Big D. <clears throat> the Big D. It starts on Saturday when even Derrick Henry returning couldn't save the Titans from becoming the Miami version of Ryan Tannehill as the Bengals strike up their own Music City miracle, beating the Titans 19-16 thanks to a game-winning field goal from Evan McPherson, who 
McPherson. As time expires, Tannehill tosses three picks, none more costly than the one with under a minute remaining that allowed the Bengals to get into field goal range for McPherson, who knocked through the 52-yarder. Burrow calls McPherson ice cold, as apparently Evan told him they were going to the championship game before even stepping on the field. Are you going to get the quote right? I didn't quote anybody. But like, are you going to do it? Because I think that's that's what made it ice cold. I think you can do it, as a Cincinnati fan, apparently. He, he walked out there and said, oh, looks like we're going to the championship game, and went out there and kicked the field goal. Like, he passed Burrow and just said, looks like we're going to the championship game. Like, what would you do? You've been getting your ass kicked. You're Joe Burrow. You've been getting your ass kicked. You've been sacked nine times. You've tried to lead this team to its first ever, like, championship game. You've, you're, you are Joe Burrow. You're walking off the field hoping that the kicker pulls this off, and the kicker looks at you and goes, Well, Joe, looks like we're going to the championship game. Like, what do you think? I think thank you get us there buddy like i don't know what else i'm supposed to think and i think that's the perfect like that's what you would think because you're muff like you are the glass half full guy like thank you sir you better get us there i'm thinking if you miss this after that cocky statement i'm gonna cut your legs off um because you're the quintessential teammate (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) that is my personality you jinxed us by running your mouth it better go through that goalpost. He didn't even watch it go through. No, he's he kicked ice it, cold. looked away, and started congratulating his holder. Mm-hmm. So as a newly minted Bengals fan, Jim, what does this mean? How excited are you? I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. And I tell you what, I was not in Columbus for this game. I actually was back home in your world, in the Ohio of Valley. I was in a Applebee's. Mm-hmm. And that place was super pumped. Super pumped when this happened. Lots so, of new Bengals fans in the area, apparently. Lots of new Bengals. For Steeler Land to turn into Bengal Land was kind of kind of funny to watch. Uh, the Ohio, Ohio Valley is not Steeler Land entirely. Oh, yes. Nate, come on, buddy. It depends on what side of the river you're on. St. Clairsville. Cleveland country. That's it. People that are converted Bengals fans like you. You're wrong. From my experience... <laughs> how, how are we wrong? I've lived there my, my whole, like, most of my life. For most of my life that I can tell, Jim, once you cross the river from West Virginia into Ohio, it turns into mainly Browns fans. Sure, there's some Steeler fans floating around, but usually, that's like the dividing line. It's 50-50. I will say that. I'm, I'm not going to say it's absolute yinzers, but it's a good 50-50 chunk. Those are yinzers. Those are yinzers. What do you mean? Yinzers don't live outside. I was sitting at a table with a yinzer and a Browns fan, so it was definitely 50-50. A yinzer there was is no somebody Cincinnati from fans, I'll tell you that much. A yinzer is somebody from Pittsburgh. A yinzer is not an Ohio Valley Steelers fan. That's not how she I was born. Fan. She was born and raised in Pittsburgh and moved to the Valley. Okay, well, that's the difference. There's people that are transplants. That doesn't make them a Valley person. Oh, we're going to have this whole... We should make this a segment of... You can transplant you... yourself. 
Okay. But people Regardless. that people that grew up in the valley that are Steelers fans. That this is going to be a poll. This area. is going to be a Facebook poll. This is going to be a poll. Go what ahead, I'm make trying it a to Facebook say is, have at it. In St. Clairsville, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think they were all Steelers, and they were definitely Browns. But there was no Cincinnati fans. I've never seen met a Cincinnati fan except for uh, Gunner. Shout out Gunner. Got third place at the wrestling tournament. He was the only Cincinnati fan I ran into all weekend. So, it was kind of cool to watch. Jim, who do you want the Bengals to face in the AFC Championship game? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that they can win. I don't have a lot of faith that they can beat either team. So, Derek Henry returned in this game. Um, Did not have a fantastic game. Um, But also, there was not a lot of threat in the passing game from Ryan Tannehill in this one. Who did appear to return to form once reserved for the Dolphins, uh, the Tannehill of old, with his three picks through a a couple really bad ones, too. Um, So with this being the case, knowing that Derrick Henry will be at full strength coming back in the next season, and I don't know Tannehill's contract, but say we don't know, just assume that Tannehill is in a position where maybe he's a free agent after this year. Um, how seriously, if you were a Titans GM, would you be searching for a new quarterback? I mean, everything's got to be on the table, right? I don't know. I don't know. What is is Derrick Henry coming back? That's my first question. If I'm a GM, I, Derrick Henry was back, will be back. I don't think they're letting him go away. And then, like, what's his health status? Like, he, is he Derrick Henry of, you know what I mean? Uh, he play, I mean, he's he's a man am, amongst other men because he played this game with, like, two screws in his foot and a metal plate. So I've got a feeling that if he was able to play that game, he's only going to become a better version of what we saw in the playoffs for next season. So then, my, okay, I, I'm sorry to do this, Muff. The draft class is not the greatest but there are some running back options and some weapon options in this draft right i say i would probably ride it out with Tannehill one more year if i could draft me some weapons if i could and then go quarterback hunting because the quarterback market and draft class is not prime well, you don't. Again, I come back to you. Don't have to get somebody in the draft. Russell Wilson. Well, there's should nobody. Be I, I don't think Russell Wilson's going to Tennessee. And do you have yeah. the money or want to put the energy into an aged Russell Wilson? The Tannehill is under contract through 2023. Okay. Ride him one more year. That's yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, just interested to see there. Um, over under six, the amount of times that Joe Burrow gets sacked in the AFC Championship game. Over. Who they're playing. Over six. Over. <laughs> Nate? Uh, I'm going to push six. Push the six. All right. In the other game on Saturday, 49ers Packers. The 49ers go to the frozen tundra. It's really not super frozen because the field is heated. Of Lambeau Field and punch Aaron Rodgers. And his immunized self right in the math, taking the pack out of the playoffs. Defensive struggle. 
13 to 10. Special teams. The difference in this one is the 49ers got a blocked punt return for a touchdown, blocked a field goal, and the Packers did not help their cause. As the game-winning field ball field goal by Robbie Gold, as time expired in the fourth quarter, the Packers only had 10 players on the field. How has the Packers special teams coach not already been fired? Yeah. That's a fantastic question. Yeah. <laughs> or was he fired midway through the year like he should have been? He mm-hmm. should have been fired midway through that game. Um, um, the big thing is, where's Aaron going now? Because he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. He said it. He said before free agency begins, he will have had a conversation with the Packers front office. And that's where it will be. So before free agency really begins, there will be knowledge of what his plans are. Will he consult with Joe Rogan on this decision? I mean, he apparently recovered very quickly. So, I mean, Dr. Joe may have may have the, the cure to the ailments. Do you think he'll announce with Pat McAfee before he announces anywhere else? Like, who will get a scoop on that story? Pat McAfee will get the scoop, for sure. They'll be able to break that news if he's if he's going if he's going to be leaving Green Bay. Pat McAfee will break the news if he's going to stay in Green Bay. I've got to imagine there's going to be a press conference. So Shefty is on the in the dark on this one. Mm, the Packers can leak it to Shefty. So there's always there's always the front office of the Packers getting in to leak it. Um, so let's not bury the lead here. The 49ers win. Not really thanks to anything on the offensive side of the ball, all said and done, aside from moving the ball to get in the field goal range. Uh, Robbie Gould may have received the kiss of death for the remainder of the playoffs, as they said multiple times after he made that game in field goal, that he is perfect on field goals and extra points in his postseason career. Did you see him kicking the ball over the Packers pregame while the Packers were doing their walkout? Yeah. What? brass cojones to do that i don't i don't know that may not be an abnormal thing jim i don't know in a playoff game whether it's abnormal or not i don't know that i would do that i'm just saying that just doesn't i don't know that i would do that (laughs) i'm not sure if that'd be what i'd do right i just don't want to piss anybody off uh, Jimmy G played this game with uh, some injuries, thumb, hand it's injuries. Not I'm sorry, Dougie, Dougie D. What is his name? Doug. 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 Sam, do you think he's handsome? Um, picture of him. Because that's that's the big thing, or it was the big thing. He's gotten a little grayer since that was the big thing. Just put some uh, into a different. I mean, he, yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> okay. I'm a fan. Okay. Does he replace Mason Rudolph? Well, he actually plays. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking <laughs> about the handsome scale. Oh, on the handsome scale? Yeah. He might. Oh, his teeth are nice. Oh, yeah. That, that's a nice... That's a nice set of teeth. He's a dental hygienist. Okay. All right. So, Jimmy G, uh, is he playing himself into a 
they have to start him again next season situation? No. No. He's never played himself in that situation. Nate? I mean, he's been your workhorse right now. I mean, unless something dramatically happens, I don't see why you don't start him next year. He's, he's helped get you to the NFC Championship game. I mean, that that's better he than... He wins a Super Bowl, maybe. Maybe if he wins a Super Bowl? Maybe? I, I Yeah. How do you not... How do you win a Super Bowl and then not return as the quarterback at least to start the season unless you retire or get injured? I just need you to play this out, Jim. I need to understand. And they've invested a lot of money in the other guy. No, they haven't. They He's would, on a rookie contract. Is... He's on a rookie contract. Yeah, okay. This, yeah. Is, this isn't like the yesteryear when you, you know, Eric Crouch makes thirty billion, thirty million dollars, and then leaves the team because he's got a signing bonus. They're yeah, making like you're right, you're right. What is it? What is the what is it, Nate? First years, it's under a million, isn't it? I'm not sure the dollar amount. Yeah, I mean, he was a top three. Is that right? Yeah, so he's probably got a hefty signing bonus, but I mean. Yeah, as far as base salary, yeah, as far as base salary, it's not that intense. So. I'm just not a, I'm not a Jimmy G backer. I'm sorry. You're right, and I concede, but I just I don't like Jimmy G. But if you would show Jordan his teeth, I think she would be on my side. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, oh, that's true. That's I mean, true. at this point, I don't care if people are good players. I. I care about how they look. Well, we know you don't care for good players, Mason Rudolph. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into the Sunday games, Sam, we got to know. You were watching these games. You were giving these teams uh, some names based on their color schemes. Yes. Um, Bengals, Titans. What was this game in your mind? Who was playing who? It was the Buffalo Chicken Dip versus the Blue Corn Tortillas. Explain. The Bengals were the Buffalo Chicken Dip. Explain because that was. in in Buffalo Chicken Dip, you put creamed cheese, which is white, and orange, like cheese and hot sauce. And so, and then if you bake it, you get like a little crust on top, which could be the black of their, um, you know, uniform. Logo. Yeah. Okay. And then and the, blue, um, the blue what? Well, I didn't want them to be blue cheese because that was the Cowboys last week. So I went with the something that goes with buffalo chicken dip which is tortillas but i made them the blue corn tortillas because those are my favorite tortillas from aldi do you know when there's the super bowl and you have the puppy bowl <laughs> this is our version of the puppy bowl <laughs> this is the food bowl yep the foodie bowl all right and sam how about the 49ers your man dougie dougie and uh the packers this game was the battle of the hot dog toppings. We had ketchup and mustard versus relish. Oh, Nate. Nate's reactions are priceless. <laughs> so let's just describe them. Nate literally threw his head back on the couch and put his fingers in a pinching motion towards his nose as if to say, I can't believe I did this to myself. <laughs> All right, Andy. The other way. <laughs> All right. I don't think. I don't know. 
And and silence as, is the yeah. <laughs> as we get into the Sunday games, let's start out with some understanding here. Uh, how about the Rams taking on the Bucks, Sam? The game that Nate, I'm sure, was very intent in watching and was definitely not trying to get with whatever names you gave these teams. I can't think of anything for them. That's probably for the best for your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nothing. So, nothing for Rams butts. Nothing for Rams butts. I'll get back to you if I come up with anything. Okay. So please t- don't. For no, the sake uh, of your marriage. No, no, please do. Maybe um, the Rams. Leave the Bucks alone. Yeah. Figure that one out. He's had so, enough heartbreak. Yeah. What a game we had in this one. The Rams run out to a twenty-seven to three lead after a score on their first possession of the second half um, that apparently triggered Tom Brady in a little bit of a flashback to a Super Bowl win over the Falcons. And the things just started a rolling for the Buccaneers. The Bucs scored 24 unanswered points thanks to some untimely turnovers and other bad calls from the Rams staff, including a Cam Akers lost fumble, his second of the day, as the Rams were trying to run out the clock, which led to the game-tying touchdown score by playoff Lenny, Lenny Fournette. And then Matt Stafford shows his medal with a couple big throws, including a deep one down the middle to Cooper Cup that put the Rams in the field goal range to win as time expired, 30-27. to Jeez. All right, Nate, initial thoughts on this. ESA to Todd Bowles, you are no longer a candidate for any head coaching position. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I was watching this game, and I think both defensive coordinators deserve to, to be on the hot seat because the Rams gave up that touchdown to Mike Evans where they didn't have any safety help over the top to get the Bucks within the one score. Um, I have no idea how you give up like a 50-yard touchdown pass um, with less than like three minutes left to make that happen. And then I agree. And Todd Bowles at the end of the game was his play calling was also very, very terrible. Yeah, let's just... Let's just blitz your starting corner and put your five foot seven safety on an island with the best receiver in the league this year, and you give him a fifteen yard cushion, and you still get smoked. Are you good, Nate? I'm sorry. I mean, it was just it was funny too. Like listening to pregame, Chris Sims, who used to play quarterback for the Bucks, like, oh yeah, Todd Bowles, he's known for doing uh a lot of blitzing and wants to play a lot of press man. And I looked at my dad and I said, what film has Chris Sims been watching this year? Because they do not press anybody. I can't tell you the amount of times you watching a Bucks game this year, their corners are playing eight to 10 yards off from the nearest receiver. I mean, yeah, they do blitz a lot, but no wonder they can't cover anybody because they just let them run free. But I knew their run defense was fine. It was always their pass defense and maybe blitzing a little less, playing a little bit more coverage there. But, yeah, I don't understand the, the point of blitzing your corner there late, I guess. Ride the momentum, maybe try to get another big play. But at that point, you just got to play for overtime and not let Stafford do what he did at the end of the game. But, oh, well, it's a lucky yeah, Matt Stafford um, gets his second playoff win, um, which good for Matt Stafford at this point, um, having suffered for all of his years in Detroit. So 
good for him. Uh, Jim, any thoughts on this game? You got a chance to watch some of it, I think. The the fifty yard bomb or whatever to Cooper Cup, like, whoa, whoa, like, how does that happen? Um, I feel bad for Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady is the goat. Uh, screw you, Connor Lecky. Tom Brady is the goat. I hope you're listening. I hate the Rams now. So what? So who does Connor think is the goat? Oh, Connor's the Rams fan, and Connor hates Tom Brady. And Connor's uh, full of it, and uh, I hope I. So who does Connor think the goat is? I don't know, and he's more than welcome to step foot on this show and and debate that if he's like. Does he say Tom Brady isn't the goat? He does not think Tom Brady's the goat, and I would like an open invitation to his Irish ass to get on here and have a conversation because there was there was some debate over text message and he said uh, if he heard us talk about it on the show he would send a letter to management so send your letter and step foot on the show Connor letter to management huh yeah not sure what management that is but uh, interesting um, this sets up the 49ers taking on the Rams. The Rams get to host a playoff game, which is probably not in their uh, plans in this whole situation. So uh, good for the Rams. Good for both teams probably getting a warm weather game. Yeah. Um, so look forward to that. And in the lap, Sam, any thoughts? Rams? Yeah, Jerseys? Okay. okay. And in Sunday, Sunday, Sunday night action, we got the Bills taking on the Chiefs. With a couple minutes left in the third quarter, we have the Chiefs up 23 to 14. Yeah. Thanks to a McCole Hardman rushing touchdown. I do have thoughts on these ones. Nobody asked. Okay. I am asking, Sam, what are your thoughts on this game? This is ketchup and mayo. We've already got ketchup. I think we need a new. Well, what's another red? Oh, hot, this is hot sauce. This is um, Parmesan or pop Parmesan, but this uh, is sriracha sauce versus mayo. Got it. Okay, get on board with sriracha versus the mayo. What is? How about the blue? The Bills got some blue. The mayo's gone bad. I don't, especially right now. No other mm-hmm. thoughts, Sam. You got nothing. Um, I'll get back to you on that, but I do have one for the Bucks versus. Um... No. Yep. Bring it. Nate, tell her not to. The blueberries versus the raspberries. The Rams, because I have seen some different colored raspberries before, so it could be like it could be mixing and matching there on the teams. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Tastes like schnozberries. And the score has changed. Already got a run back or a long pass? Long bomb. To Gabriel Davis. All right. Alive and well, this game is. Hey, who let Todd Bowles out there in Kansas City? (laughs) It's not bitter. It's not bitter at all. Okay, so this sets up. Next week's matchup, again, we have the Rams hosting the 49ers. We're not done talking about this Kansas City game. Okay, I understand that it's a nice back and forth, but can we just talk about Patrick Mahomes for one second? I understand there's another Mahomes that is a Jake Paul wannabe, but we don't talk about him, Jim. Yeah. He ruins things. 
He does. But Patrick Mahomes, if he's not the next coming of great quarterback, I don't know who is because he just throws that ball around and makes the impossible happen. Are you, are you late to this party, Jim? I think this is this has been the narrative think for a year. Every now. chance I get, man. They were just like showing replays of the passes he's made tonight, and that sidearm throw that he has. Damn. And like, do you think he practices that? Yes. Yes, I do. How do you? What do you throw like dumpsters and shit in front of him? And they're like, here, throw around this dumpster. Throw around this traffic cone. Like, what do you do? The traffic cone's definitely large enough for him to throw it well, around. I'm saying, like, you throw it at him, and like he has to throw around it. I don't know how they do this. No idea, Jim. It's just like They're throwing like appliances at him. You throw microwave. Throw pads at him. I don't know. That's what they do. Yeah, but I no, maybe like it's the movie Dodgeball. They just throw wrenches at wrenches. Him. Yeah. yeah, like Bob ditch, dodge, dip, dive, duck, dodge. Right. Yep. It's just very impressive. But go ahead, Moff. Move on. What was what was the guy's name? Who was the coach in Dodgeball? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Give me about thirty seconds. So, so we got the Rams. Rip Thorne's the guy who is the the actor. He's dead. Out of the actual older gentleman. Yeah. Patches O'Houlihan. Patches O'Houlihan. Because when he's in the old when the old timey video, it's Hank Azaria who plays him. Yeah. So uh, Brockmeyer, Rams hosting the 49ers and the Bills were Chiefs hosting the Bengals. So it's going to be probably a colder weather, potentially uh, snowy, windy, whatever game in the AFC Championship. And the NFC Championship is going to be sunshines, rainbows, and palm trees. And unicorns. I, sure. Yeah. Was there Were there unicorns out there when you were at that stadium? Well, that's what goes with sunshine and rainbows, is unicorns. Well, Sam, you were at the stadium. What was the most exciting part of SoFi Stadium? Um, well, I didn't see much of it, but their signs are very large. Sam, you're okay. like five foot. Yeah, they have so they have really cute little large? um, they have really cute little um, like the logos are like, you know, like big. Um, I think I took a picture of it. Let me go back. That was deep. You name football teams after food, and you're like they're really large. Like, come on, do better. All right. Who is disappointed in me today? I mixed two of us. <laughs> okay, let's get into a little bit of the NFL coaching and GM carousel we got going on here. Um, not a lot has been decided, but there have been a lot of interviews and requests for interviews. Um, I don't think anything has changed today to my knowledge, so <clears throat> let's see where things stand. So going down the list here, uh, we got the Bears looking for a GM and head coach to replace Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Um, GM situation, they've interviewed almost 10 candidates with a few more scheduled. I'd imagine they'll probably be announcing something in the next week or two. Head coach, <clears throat> the Bears have interviewed Byron Leftwich, Doug Peterson, Brian Flores. My Tim God, Caldwell. he's a machine. And they have requests out to, to interview Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn, and Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is the most interesting of all of these to me. Jim Caldwell, too, if I'm being honest. Okay, why? Do you, 
Dennis Allen, former Vikings coach. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Jim. No, I think it's Dennis Allen, the this one guy I'm thinking of. It's the guy that's the defense coordinator for the Saints, right? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong here. I think this guy used to be the coach for the Raiders. Give a look here. Dennis Allen is a football coach, and you are correct. It is the Saints. So yeah, um, I don't I don't know who ends up. <laughs> maybe who wants to be in Chicago at this point? Well, I don't know if I want to go out of order here, but a guy that I saw whose name popped up for Chicago as well as New York that may have re- resurrected his career is uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn's – he's got – because Dan Quinn's the current defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, correct? Yes. So yeah, he's he's on a few lists here. So we'll see we'll see where the Bears go. Um, not sure what they're looking for as far as defensive or offensive. You got both sides of the the, the coin there. Uh, the Broncos looking for a head coach after they fired Vic Fangio. They have interviewed Nathaniel Hackett, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, Gerard Mayo, and they they have requested to interview Eric Bieniemy. And to me, like I don't think it's right if none of these coaches have if all these teams have not requested. Eric Bieniemy, then all of these teams are are stupid. That is my my take. Like, if his name doesn't pop up on every one of their lists, then they're all destined to lose. I, yes, I agree. He should at least be interviewed. Um, who was the Colts' offensive coordinator under Peyton Manning? Oh, um, was it BA? BA was there for a time, but I don't know if he was there the majority of the time. Um, when Peyton was about at, him all the time, too. Right. But this is another one of those you're playing with a generational talent and you look better than you may be and you get the opportunity to do other things and you don't have that person. I don't think I, that's the case. I don't Tom Moore? The case. Uh, I believe that's it. Yeah. So I'm just curious. We'll. See. I mean, I want Eric Bieniemy to get an opportunity. We'll just see where it is because he's getting a lot of looks. Okay, but like, last year. and I know you have a, you've done the work, and I don't want to besmirch the work you've done with this co- coaching carousel. But like, the Jaguars haven't asked to interview him. Well, we're getting to that, Jim. There may be some requests out there. I haven't. You can go to the website that I've listed, Jim, and look at everything. The Dolphins. I mean, the Bears have that makes sense. They got Fields. The Dolphins. <laughs> Like, I understand Carr and the Raiders. Like, Carr's been there a while, but still, like, you don't think Carr and the enemy couldn't make things happen? Now, I maybe the pass with the Vikings, maybe because like Kirk Cousins is his own animal. Who would want to co- like willingly co-coach Kirk Cousins? But come on. Okay. Next, we got the Texans. Looking for their head coach after finding David Cully. They've interviewed Heinz Ward, Brian Flores, and Josh McCown. <laughs> this I is think Heinz Ward would be fun. Uh, Heinz Ward would be fun. Josh McCown would also be fun. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, I think they're about the same age. I'll said that if I'm being honest. Um, Brian Flores, obviously, um, out in Miami after a year in which people are a little uncertain as to why he got the boot. Um, aside from there was some, I think, 
front office issues. Uh, the Jaguars looking for the head coach after firing Urban Meyer. They've interviewed Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, who is scheduled for a second interview. They've also interviewed Doug Peterson, Jim Caldwell, Bill O'Brien, Byron Leftwich, Kellen Moore, Todd Bowles, and Nathaniel Hackett. The Jags, I think this whole list is confusing as all hell. And I know we're three teams deep in. I've noticed one little thing that's a concept of all of them so far. Is it just me, or does it seem like all these teams are interviewing coordinators from teams in their own division? Yeah. There's a little bit of that going on. But to me, that just seems a little odd. It's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm Eric Biennemi. I'm the offensive coordinator at Kansas City, but let's go be the head coach of Denver. Yeah, you're right. All right. Um, so we'll see where that ends up. Again, they have a second interview with Matt Everfluss, which usually means good things. Uh, maybe they're going to a defensive strategy in Jacksonville, and that's why we got that going on. Um, in Minnesota, looking for both head coach and GM after firing Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. Uh, in the GM position, they've interviewed multiple candidates, including a couple people from Brown's front office. And they've also interviewed a Patriots senior consultant for their GM spot. Uh, head coach, they've interviewed Nathaniel Hackett, Kellen Moore, and Dan Quinn thus far. And there's not a lot of requests out there otherwise, I don't think. So I'm not sure if this is just a short list they're working with or they're going one at a time. The Vikings so are- don't teams usually fill their GM position first? Typically, yes. Um, I don't – some – so we'll get to the, the Raiders. I think the Raiders have kind of said that they're willing to go either way on that. Um I think they're willing to fill the head coach and then bring the GM in. Because let's be honest, who's the real GM in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like Dallas, you got that. But situation the Vikings going. have that weird family situation where the GM is is very, very important, and the coach is not. Right? Isn't that how the Vikings play? Like they want the perfect fit in the office. I mean, that last guy was there fourteen years. I mean, they're just looking for somebody to fit the role. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that means they're looking for the GM first and then the head coach. I mean, that's what I would. I think that's why they're doing the whole looking at the Browns, looking at the Patriots. Like you're hearing more news about what they're doing in the front office than head coaching situation. Yeah, they are interviewing. Next, we have the Dolphins looking for the head coach after finding Brian Flores. They have interviewed for the head coaching position. Uh, 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel. They have a lot of other requests out there, including Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, and Leslie Fla- Frazier. So at this point, only Mike McDaniel has been interviewed. Okay. So I'm assuming if they're waiting for a lot of other stuff to go down, um, maybe Mike McDaniel is their guy. TBD. Uh, next, we got the Giants. They have hired Bill's assistant GM, Joe Schoen as their GM, and they're now looking for their head coach after firing Joe Judge. Thus far, the Giants have only interviewed Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn for this position. Who cares? It's going to take a lot more than those two positions to fix that team. Well, that's you have to start there, though. I, I don't care. Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones going to be the quarterback? No, I think they're going to have to for a year, but he's not the franchise. 
right. And lastly, go ahead. He seconds it. Boom. Tough Atkinson Acton. And lastly, speaking of Tough Atkinson Acton, we've got the Raiders looking for head coach and GM after firing John Gruden middle of the season and Mike Mayock as the GM. Uh, I have multiple requests out there for the GM and for the head coach. They have interviewed Rick Basaccia, who was the interim coach for the season. They have, they have requested to interview Gerard Mayo. I might look to keep that guy that was the interim coach. Yes. I think a lot of the players want that, but some people don't know if he wants to be a head coach. Again, he's a special teams guy, has been. So I don't know that he can stay unless he's the head coach. Like if I'm a head coach, I don't want him there. If if I'm surplacing him, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. One name I saw pop up on one site is they're all saying that they think Harbaugh's gonna make the leap back to the NFL ranks for Michigan. That's gone quiet. That's gone quiet, Nate. Where did you see that? When's the last time you saw that? Uh, I'm going to say Thursday or Friday. Oh. Right. I mean, I don't know I've seen it within the past few days. Well, we know one place he's not going, the Dolphins. Because the owner said he wants him to stay in Michigan because the owner is a Michigan backer. I'll tell you another place he probably won't go, the Jaguars. Because how do you replace Urban Meyer with Jim Harbaugh and, like, sell that? You have enough drama in your life. You're yeah, gonna the have Jaguars that story. are never going to hire a college coach again. Yeah. No, no, they're not. I don't think the Bears take him because the Bears are really want Ryan Day. Oh, because he's been interviewed. Though there's connections there. There's, like, big-time connections with – like management, ownership, and all that. Like, I can't see them saying, we want Ryan Day, but we're going to take the guy that Ryan Day has beat all but once. But who has been in the NFL and knows the NFL game? I'm better. just saying, yeah. Muff. I'm, that's, I'm just saying, I don't think that the, the college There's, coach, the NFL game, is showing a lot of promise. You got Matt Rule. Who again started in the NFL, went to college, built himself up, and is back in the was is back in the NFL. I was saying there's not a lot of success stories to bring in a non NFL pedigree. Yeah, I can see the Raiders pulling the pulling the trigger on Harbaugh. We'll see, and just stay updated with us as we continue to work through what's going on in the NFL coaching and front office carousel. Now it's time to get into the beanbag box. We're doing the bean bag bop. Bop, bop. It's the bean bag bop. Bop, bop. What's some of the rest of the song, Alex? You all listen to this more than me. Uh, everybody your bean bags high. If you would post the video that I made dancing to it, you would know the words, but. I don't know who you're speaking to because that was Jim's job. You were supposed yeah, to put well, on YouTube. Oh, because YouTube has just started. We haven't had it for so long to put on Instagram or anything, Jim. Put it on the YouTube. Put it on anything else, Jim. All right, fine. There you go. It's supposed to be in my inbox. Is it still there? Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Like I messed with it. You, you did. So you're going to do that? Yeah, I believe that was the streaming match last week. Let's get to the beanbag bop. 
All right. So uh, a few things here, Nate. Um, all day Saturday, and I didn't see as much on Sunday, but I wasn't in the Twitter sphere as much. Um, Twitter was on fire with talks of false starts along the edge of offensive lines that were not being called. One, did you hear any of this chat chatter? And what were your thoughts if you did engage in this, see this, and uh, witness what people were discussing? I didn't see where people were talking about this, but I've seen it basically all year. But yeah, it did seem like there was a lot on the offensive tackles in both games on Saturday where they're just getting early starts on these edge rushers. Yeah, there was, there was definitely, I mean, I, it's all, I agree. There's, I think there's always like that little, like in between, like, Oh, how much are we going to do this? Um, I, for you uh, as an official, what would be like, how, how are you supposed to call it? And is there any, I guess, uh, grace given to an offensive tackle based on like a silent count or something like that. Well, if you're watching your keys, you're looking straight down the line of scrimmage. So you can see the ball. And if you see any movement on the offensive line before the ball snap, that's a dead giveaway. I mean, the first one, you might let him go and just tell him, Hey, 70, whatever number you're wearing today, you're getting a little jumpy on the snap count here. Make sure you're not doing it. I have to hit you next time. Okay. So I would try to do a little bit of preventive officiating, but when you're talking NFL, there is no preventive officiating there. It's just some those little small false star penalties, things like that. Those you got to get. But like I said, I've seen it all year where I've seen him be like, man, how did that guy not get called for a false start? And again, it seems like it's only the offensive tackles, but I don't know if it's just because of the two point stance alignment or if they're looking at some other key and maybe the defense is moving before the snap. I don't know, but, but yeah, it did seem like there's a good bit of no calls on false starts. Um, in the Rams bucks game, sorry to bring this up, Nate, uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter, there was a late hit on Mike Evans and the breakdown by the uh, head official in this game was what I would hope to see and hope to hear from the referees as far as when they're breaking down a very uh, crucial call as well as one that had lots of elements. Um, I saw a couple of people saying like, oh, this is taking forever for him to explain. This is what I would like to hear and like to see from the NFL and the officials. Um, so uh, take us a little bit through this, um, what happened on the field, what the outcome was, and your thoughts on the explanation. If I saw it, I would tell you. This was the end. This was the Bucks game, mate. I was on my way home, and I didn't see this one. Oh my goodness! I'll break it down for you. So this was a fourth down and about fourteen. Um, the place on the field only matters because of why the Bucks were going for it. I think the Bucks were at about like the thirty-five-ish that that range of the Rams. Um, <clears throat> they went for it. Tom Brady threw a pass down the left sideline to Mike Evans. It was broken up, and then after. Pretty much right after the ball hit the ground, a um, Rams player, helmet to helmet, late on Mike Evans, um, officials throw the, throw the flag. So they're talking about it on what's going on. Um, they come back after they review it, and it comes out that fourth down, 
incomplete pass because the late hit happened after the pass hit the ground. It was after a dead, it was dead ball. So it was after the possession had changed hands and the Rams were given the ball and then assessed a 15 yard penalty after the placement of the ball. So they had it on like their own 20 ish um, yard line. Um, but there was a lot of discussion because a lot of you saw some Tampa Bay, you saw Mike Evans being like, really? Isn't this pass interference? But it was clearly after the play and it was not a pass interference call. So um, I just thought the official did a really good job explaining it. Um, and even while the explanation, I think Leonard Fournette and somebody else were like trying to get in his way and be like, really, this is dumb. I mean, I don't know what they were saying, but you could tell they were trying to talk to him as he was working through it. Yeah, I just found the video on this. And like you said, it's a dead ball late hit. So it's not going to result in a first down because like you said, it's after the play was over. It looks like I can't tell if he tips it or Ramsey tips. It. I'm trying to go super slow here. But, yeah, the ball's nowhere near the receiver. But, I mean, I don't think Weddle knows what's where the ball's at. He's just going to dis, or separate the man from the ball here. Mm-hmm. But I think they also could have had, if they wanted to make it a live ball foul, which I don't think it is, uh, they could have had a hit on defenseless receiver because he does go high and hits him out with the helmet. But does that matter if it's after the play is dead? No, if it's a dead ball okay. foul, it's yeah. going to be a dead ball foul. But Okay. All right, Jim, I think you saw this in real time. Your thoughts? I'm busy. Do your beanbag bot by yourself. I have to give the world the gift that is Sam. Oh, oh. This, can't oh. Be done in a, this can't be done at another time? <laughs> oh, cannot. my. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll see Jim's prowess here. You asked uh, we... for it. Sam, if you want it down, you got to tell me. Remember, you did this. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Okay. All right. Uh, we saw some taunting calls this weekend, which we did not see really last weekend. Um, we saw one on Saturday. I forget which game it was, but it was after, I think it was after a pass breakup. Um, and there was you know, definitely like the stare down and I'm sure things were said, uh, but finally saw that, um, which while it was going on, I was like, are they going to throw a flag finally on this? And they did. Um, Nate, you said there were three in the first half of the Bucks Rams games, which I did not see. So what are your thoughts on the taunting penalties today? So the first one was on Indomitian Sue, which should be a surprise to no one. Um, so he got a hit on Stafford and, going to the ground and he came up saying, did you see that he tried to kick me or he kicked me or whatever? And I watched it back slow on TV when they were showing the replay. I didn't see anything there, but again, it's Sue. So no surprise. And then the second one was on Levante David coming off the field after Cooper cups, 50 some yard touchdown catch and, he was upset with the busted coverage and threw his helmet as he was walking off the field, which, come on, you're better than that. So that one, obviously. But then the last one on Brady, I didn't really understand. Uh, Vaughn Miller came in, hit up, up around the, I would say the collarbone, but I think the top of his helmet nicked his chin. And it looked like Brady probably bit his lip from as a result from the hit. And he had a fat lip, bloody lip or whatever, and he's – get into Sean Hockley's face saying, how do you not call that? And 
I understand where he's coming from because, I mean, there's been a lot less this year and every game it seems like that has been called roughing the passer. But Sean threw a 15-yard on Sportsman like on Brady, which I get it. He was in his face about it. But if it's not being picked up on a mic or anything about it. He's just putting out his frustrations. And I know I'm probably coming off as a Bucks or a Brady homer. But, <laughs> but I mean – if the guy's just getting in your face about a non-call or whatever, and it's not on the mic and no one else is really know what's going on, don't make yourself the focal point by throwing the flag. I mean, unless you're telling the guy, all right, I heard you, that's enough, and he keeps jawing or keeps following you or things like that, then, yeah, you can hit him. But don't make yourself, a, like I said, the focal point and bring attention to yourself by throwing 15-yard flags. Yeah, it's and I mean after last weekend and really towards the end of the season we didn't see as many taunting calls, um, so I'm wondering if there was something with these two teams that the NFL had a a proactive conversation of hey, we've seen this throughout the year, very thin line for you for you two teams today. I don't know or the Bucks themselves. I have no idea. But yeah, with some yeah. of the players like I mentioned, Sue and then Donald can get pretty nasty. But, I mean, he can back it up. And then Ramsey always seems to run his mouth, but can back it up with his play. But, yeah, I'm not surprised that there were some taunting calls. Definitely not. Didn't expect to see one on Brady or David, but, oh, well. Six cost you. Six cost you. Um, All right, anything else from the weekend? Plays? Thoughts? Sam, any other snippets? Um. I did find my pictures from SoFi Stadium. Yeah, your thoughts I'm a are. Fan of they have palm trees like all through there, and they also have a very interestingly shaped stadium. What is? Like, what would you describe the shape as? It's like, I mean, it's like a circle, but then they have like a cool roof like covering that goes over it. That's like very like like a big arch almost okay so yeah it doesn't look like heinz field that's not no okay so it's not heinz field got it not heinz field no. not even comparable all right it's this a is more beautiful location this is one of the last installments of the beanbag bot this year we got a, a couple more left two more right a couple that more makes left me so sad and you're going to miss next week's, right? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's going to be a thing. All right. And that wraps up the NFL Divisional Round edition of the Beanbag Everybody get your beanbag ready to rock. Follow me and have fun to the beanbag bop. Do it. Do it. The beanbag bop. This is Quick Thoughts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our quick thought segment. We will start. I was going to say, how is everyone? And then I realized there wouldn't be an answer because we're podcast. All right, let's start in the NFL. The NFL made the decision last week to stop testing unvaccinated players through the remainder of the playoffs. They are only testing if someone reports symptoms. Going into this weekend, that only impacted 12 players. Do you think this was the right move by the NFL? Muff. Yes, the NFL making this move because you don't want any of your players to not be in the game now obviously you only know 
of so many of the players um, that are unvaccinated. I mean, at this point, not no longer something, but Aaron Rodgers, obviously the most notable, um, but I don't think we know specifically other players that were in the playoffs or, or still in the playoffs that are in the situation. So the NFL is doing what they need to do to keep players on the field um, and not have to worry about taking them off the field. But there's also the, <clears throat> you're a player and you have to report symptoms kind of like, you know, the 20 years ago concussion situation. If nobody knows that I'm not feeling well, then I can just keep going until something really bad happens. So uh, yeah, those do what they got to do. That's it. Jim. Is this the right move? I think that's a relative term. Is it the right move for the NFL? Probably because the wheels keep turning and they make money. Is it the safest move? Uh, that's the TBD. I don't know. Um, I, in a time where the outbreak is, is happening. I don't know. Could be, could be the right move. We'll see. You know, if the majority of these players are vaccinated, I hear Should the out. I hear the outcome is not so bad. So, I don't know. I think that this is. If you want the NFL to continue and get through the playoffs, this is the way to do it. All right. Any rebuttal from you, Muff? You guys pretty well agreed on that one. That doesn't usually happen. Odd. Um, Bruce Arians, in other NFL news, was fined $50,000 by the NFL for striking a player during the game in their game against the Eagles in Super Wild Card Weekend. What are you guys' thoughts? Was this warranted? And if you could do something differently, what would you do? Jim. I think the fine was warranted. Um, this is the NFL. There's cameras all around you. You are, have grown ass men. What are you doing hitting them? I if, don't know. Uh, hey, this is my time. It is Alex, time. Could, Alex could interject whenever Alex. Yeah, wants. wait a second. I said I was the boss and I make the rules, but go ahead. Would I do something differently to get the attention of said player and try to get my point across? Yes. Um, I don't know that I would sit a player, but I would have a nice conversation. There's a other effective means to get that point across. Muff? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was going to be some fine levied. Um, is $50,000 the number? I don't know. I don't, I mean, you don't see a lot of precedent for this as far as head coaches being fined for this type of behavior. Um, obviously, in a playoff game, You've got even more. The Bucks no longer in the playoffs, but uh, would this be a different discussion if it was during the regular season? I don't have the answer to that because uh, I don't really know if there's a lot of precedent here. Um, would I do just something differently if I was the NFL? Um, again, I don't know what the precedent is for these types of actions oh, wait, against so players. I misinterpreted that would I do something differently? Would I do something differently if I was the league? Yeah. No, I would. I was interested actually in your interpretation of that. I thought that was a neat way. I thought I if I if I was Bruce Arians, would I do something differently? <laughs> I think Bruce is going to do something differently. If <laughs> I, think I felt a little stronger about this than you guys, I'm like the guy has a helmet on and he kind of just open hand swatted him. 
he wasn't there was really no chance of him hurting him it was more like hey dude don't f this up like i feel like if i was that player i'd have been like yeah yeah you're right coach you're right like i don't think it was malicious attack on the player so i think fifty thousand is a little much in the I era even, where they're supposed to protect your head I, it, but did, can bruce arians open hand swatting at you with a helmet on really? is this one is this game going to overtime this is going to overtime yeah this game did they make it yes <laughs> no way <laughs> Uh, here's a live reaction to the Bills Chiefs game, everybody. Bills Chiefs going to overtime. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, this has been a really good divisional weekend. I mean, good every grief. game now has ended on a game winning field goal. Oh. It most likely will. You don't know. And this one well, it could not end this a touchdown. One, right. It'll be a it'll be a walk off something, right? Yes, exactly. All right. So we talked about the NFL. We talked about the spots of the helmet. Let's talk about PED testing. Uh, it's been a saga that has gone on and on after big game testing. OBJ most recently was tested after his game against the Cardinals two weekends ago. Do we think the NFL is even trying to hide what they're doing anymore? And do you think it's fair how they go about it? Well, I, I, there's obviously, they say it's random. It can't be random that like earlier in the season, Miles Garrett's getting tested after having big games and after like wearing no sleeves and people see that his arms are the size of most people's legs. Um, it's not, there's, there is, they say it's random, but it's, I, I, I cannot believe that it's random anymore. OBJ has a big game and they're like, Oh, we're going to test you like in the playoffs. So at this point, random. if we're not, if we're not, uh, testing unvaccinated players. Why are we even testing for PEDs anymore? Is there, can you cycle on to a PED and have a real impact at this point? Like, is that possible? I don't know. I think that it's random as and they take everyone who performed the best that we can put them in a pot. And right. How we randomize this? I feel like this is not if you really the case. Caught over a hundred yards receiving, ran over a hundred yards or had over three sacks. We test you. Right. Yeah. That's it. Jim, any thoughts on PED saga? If we're not going to test for COVID, why are we testing for this? I don't think COVID is a performance enhancer. But it, what's the point of t- testing for performance enhancers? Like the the general, it's for player safety, right? Or is it well, really uh, fair? Illegal. It's illegal to use, and they're dangerous to your health. Is COVID dangerous to your health? Yes, but it's it not illegal. It so it's, it's, the, it's the legality of it, right? Yeah, and it's cheating. Yeah, you're not there getting are, COVID There are performance enhancers that are not illegal. There well, are yes. performance enhancing drugs that are not illegal. So then it becomes down to the health part, correct? Yes. Give me a performance enhancing drug that's legal, Jim, for the NFL. There are things that they're busting them for. Well, I need the legal ones. You said they're illegal ones. Well, I I'm, not, I'm not a... I'm not a you're the one that said it. I'm just asking you to support it. <laughs> there, human growth hormone is, is, is illegal. I get it, Muff. But you know that there are drugs on that I, list I that are the banned was, substance I list. I didn't ask you what was illegal. I asked you what was legal. Muff, you know there are drugs on that banned substance list that they're popping for. It was for that, OBJ's wife. That aren't necessarily illegal by the letter of the law. Okay. Well, no, the 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 question I'm asking you is what PEDs are legal for I NFL don't know. players? I'm saying I don't know necessarily. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that. But okay. we both know that on that list, 
there has to be stuff that's not illegal. Regardless, if we're going to say it's for player health and we're not going to test for COVID, there's some some weird hypocrisy there. I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think there's really hypocrisy at that point. I think we agree to disagree and move on from the oh, NFL to the guys. MLB. MLB baseball. Baseball's back. Baseball's relevant. I mean, if they're still on strike, right? Just before yeah, we get into this, they're still on strike. This is just a. Yeah, I shouldn't. Sorry, I just got excited. I just, we were talking about baseball. I thought I'd try to hype up the baseball crowd a little bit. 2022 will bring robot empires behind the plate in AAA baseball, with 11 teams requesting employees to operate the new system. It is now just one level away from professional baseball. Do you think this will reach the MLB? And if so, when? Jim? I think it should. I think it's going to the next three years. I think it should reach it. I think we should take the human element out of it. I think it will make it faster. Muff? If this has not come to some agreement during this collective bargaining agreement, then we're going to be at least however long that term is. I forget. Usually these are what, five-ish, five to ten years long, these collective bargaining agreements between the MLB and the MLB Players Association. So if it's not part of this, then it's going to – not going to happen during this cycle. I hear you. I, I don't want to see it happen, I don't think, because I like the human element of it. But I also wasn't thinking about the point that Jim just made where he said it might speed up the game a little bit. But an interesting thing to keep our eyes on nonetheless. Moving from baseball to the... Hey, Muff, did you know that the Sudafed... Is Sudafed illegal? You're only allowed to buy we... so much. Yeah. Sudafed is not illegal. No. It's Sudafed is on the banned substance list in the NFL. That was not my point. The point was what is legal for an NFL player to consume, not legal as far as the rule of the law. What is your then state your point again? What is a substance that is allowed by the NFL that you were saying they could utilize to enhance their performance? That was not what I was saying. Right. I was not using legal and illegal as far as the law. I feel like this is I was the using, time where I wish I had a giant gong. Yeah, I was using what is what is allowed and not allowed by the PED standards. That's what I was using. All right, we're out of the NFL world. I have to keep this trade moving because <laughs> this is quick thoughts, not slow thoughts. We can address that during our other special slow thoughts, which will happen probably never. All right, moving on to the NBA, Grayson Allen, our little crybaby floppy pants, Grayson Allen, returns to his typical ways, this time with a, I'm not even going to say hard foul, deliberate, rude foul on Alex Caruso over the weekend against the Bulls. Caruso will need wrist surgery and will miss significant time. What do you believe will be suitable punishment for Allen, Jim? Well, What exactly did he do? He took one hand and made a really hard foul and then took another hand while Alex Crusoe was in the air and used that hand to slam him to the ground and was ejected from the game. And he got banned for just one game. To my knowledge, yes, for a two-hand human slam. In my opinion, gone are the days of the Detroit Pistons just beating you up. And I think that in this situation, they should return and Grayson Allen should be dealt with on the court for this kind of shit. Oh, you hurt one of our players and he's got to get surgery. We're going to get you. 
I would love to see that. I mean, he really has notoriously just been like a floppy crybaby. And he, he looks, I don't like the way his face looks. I don't like his face at all. It, he just needs put in check. Yes, exactly. He needs his ASS whooped. Muff, what are your thoughts on this situation? As much as I agree with you all, and the Bulls are my favorite NBA team, that is not going to be how this goes down. No, it's all, not. I think we all know that this cannot happen because then there will be even harsher punishment for the Bulls in going after Grayson Allen. Yeah. Um, that being said, it was a hard foul. I'm not going to go as far to say that he body slammed him, Alex, but he definitely oh. drug him, forcibly drug him down from the, the air. Court. Yeah, it wasn't like he was... Like he had his hand on his back and was like, no, you get on the ground uh, for midair. But there was definitely a, a active attempt. Downward direction. Yes, there's an active attempt to, I believe, bring him to the ground violently. Why um, does the team not get fined? Because it's a player issue. It's not a team yeah, issue. See, I think that's the some part of the solution is like, all right, you have a player that's an idiot. So rein him in. Well, I think the team should get fined for what they did the next morning which was posting on their social media a picture of Grayson Allen eating a donut that said, good morning. And the Bulls responded back with, seriously? The Bulls Twitter account was like, you're really going to highlight this man after what happened last night and just make this like it's not a big deal. Oh, shit. I don't think that's fine worthy. Um, What's happening I, in this game right now? Sorry, that was one. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, there was just a big play. Couldn't be Cole Hardman. Oh, they're in the red zone. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the last point in the, uh, NBA. in the NBA. Our last point is an all-star game. Fan voting top vote getters include in the Western Conference, LeBron and Steph. Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant and DeMar DeRozan. The top vote getters get to be the captains, but Durant will be replaced. Is this a good system? Why is Durant getting replaced? Because he's hurt. I like the system. I have no qualms with the system. All right. So apparently, I'm the one that's got to talk about this. Uh, no, I'm just like, what's wrong with the system, Muff? What's the pro- what's the problem? It's the fact, in my mind, that I, I don't like I don't like fans having the entire control in in these voting systems. I think it's they should have some vote whether it's 50 percent or some some area of that but i still think all stars and i mean there is the coaches and everybody have like the vote ins or like they fill out the roster um i'm just not a fan of the fans having control over this because i think there are probably better players in the western conference not necessarily than steph but there may be somebody better than lebron to be one of the top two nikola Jokic, last year's mvp yeah, I agree. He should be that. He yes, and I do agree with that point. He is a baller. Yeah. Right. I can't believe we'll this happened. The Chiefs <laughs> just beat the Bills, and probably one of the most crazy <laughs> games. <clears throat> but they're reviewing it. They're reviewing they are, it. But it's, it. They are, but it's a touchdown. I mean, even if they review it and call it back, I don't think Pat Mahomes is gonna. It's going to be held back. You can't stop that man. (laughs) Man, my heart hurts though for Josh Allen. I mean, to drive down the field. And then you have to watch the Walrus celebrate some more. Yeah. So, in other news on this game, 
your boy over here was, it would appear a Dawson Knox 40 yards. I don't know where he is for the game uh, from hitting a same game parlay. That would have been 1200 odds. Oh. <sighs> I was, um, I was one OBJ yard away earlier from 400 bucks, which I also believe affected Muff. Not directly. The the score of that game did, but not not OBJ. Yes. That's true. That's true. Last Mine point of the quick thoughts, and let's take this home, Alex. Sorry, we're distracted. Olympics. The Jamaican bobsled team has qualified for the 2022 Olympics. What's your favorite memory from Cool Runnings? Muff? Oh, my favorite part of Cool Runnings is whenever uh, Darius is trying to get, and I forget his, uh, John Candy's character, um, trying to get him to be the coach, and he just pops up everywhere he is in the bathroom and everything like that. And you're like, hey, could be our coach? Could be our coach? Could be our coach? It's just, that's my favorite part. Interesting. Him. John Candy in general, what a legend. Gone too soon. I think he was probably my favorite part of that whole movie. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica. It's bobsled time. Runnings. All right. And that finishes up our quick thoughts. It brings us right into the end of the show. The end of the NFL divisional round unfolding. Not in front of your eyes, but definitely to your ears as the thoughts came out. Jim upset, Alex upset, B slightly indifferent, but still would have rather seen the Bills win than the Chiefs. <sighs> As always, follow us on social media at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Get us on Facebook, Sports Stuff, W forward slash Jim Ambersand Muff, and subscribe to the new YouTube channel, which you can find in the link tree in the bios on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Get with us. We still got betting shows happening, which come out on Thursdays, uh, at least through the end of the NFL season. Then we will come back again for college basketball. Any parting thoughts, gentlemen? I think you hit them all. I'm upset. All right. I really wanted the Bills to win. <laughs> there we go. Upsetness is how we're going to leave this one. But if you like what you hear, like what you see, Make sure you tell people you know to listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasting. Listen to things on YouTube, subscribe, rate, review, comment, do all the things. And to make this happen, you need to tell a friend, make a friend, be, be a, a friend. friend.